Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit of 2016 podcast. My name is not Andy Bell. Um, Andy is unavailable at the moment. So for some strange reason, he has asked me, Ben Harshaw, to sort of host today. And today we're going to talk, it's our uh, penultimate Euros podcast, and we're going to talk about the quarterfinals and semifinal preview. And joining me is a man that is vastly experienced when it comes to handling semis, and that's Pete Baker. <laughs> How's it going, Pete? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, dead on. Thank you, mate. Dead on, yeah. Unfortunately, getting sad now. The football's almost all over. Yeah, I don't know what to do with myself. That's Yeah, well, when's the next one? Tuesday? There's only one game. Yeah, yeah. I know. We lost the 2 o'clock game. Now we've lost the 5 o'clock game. It's, it's world's yeah. ending, like. Sure. But uh, have you enjoyed, you enjoyed the quarterfinals? I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, pretty uh, exciting games. No sort of dull affairs. Um, a lot of the time I thought there might be scope for teams trying to park the bus and hold out, but you know that didn't happen in the end. That was pretty exciting. Like it almost, it, yeah, it almost helped that there was kind of, you know, when you've got the likes of Ukraine in there, okay, they, they, obviously we'll talk about how they did, but they didn't perform, but they're nothing to lose. And then you've also, you've Czech Republic and Denmark certainly didn't expect to be there. So I don't think they were going to come and park the bus when it just, this is an opportunity for them. Just go for it. Yeah. The early goals helped them lose games. Yeah. I think in the, absolutely. watching the England game last night, Ukraine were set up to sit back and then concede after four minutes, was it? So they have to attack, but no option. Which yeah. I think helped them a bit. The same with uh, Czechs versus Denmark yesterday. Yeah, all the early goals certainly helped that game. Yeah, definitely. Um, so looking at looking at our prediction league that we the contributors to the podcast have been doing. Um, looking at our predictions for the quarterfinals because I don't think we did a podcast just before them, um, but we all did do our predictions. So just going through. So the first game, obviously, was uh, Switzerland versus Spain. And before we do our predictions, Pete, I just wanted to ask you, on a scale of 10 to 10, how exciting was it to see Switzerland getting battered in penalties? <laughs> oh, it, was, it was great to see, you know, Simon doing a Bruce Grobler jersey do that sort of wobbly legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I don't like to be bitter, but when it comes to Switzerland, I can't help but think back to the handball and what could have been. Yeah, it was, I uh, I just never get over that. I just never will. Like um, I, I'm off, I'm off Swiss chocolate and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So that match in general. So Andy's prediction for that match was Switzerland one, Spain two. Uh, Dave predicted uh Switzerland two, Spain two, and he, he predicted Switzerland to go through. So yeah. obviously just fell short there. Um, but it was closer than closer than maybe I thought he would have been with that. Uh, Pete, you went for a Switzerland nil, Spain two. So at least you got the, the right team to go through. Lauren yeah. went for uh same as myself, actually, which was uh Switzerland one and Spain three. So everybody except for Dave did get the right team to go through, which was kind of the easy choice. But, um, you know, Dave comes from East Belfast, so obviously doesn't have the brains. Um, no, I'm only joking. Um, so, yeah, so that game in general... Um, when whenever Spain went Spain went up, I was it wasn't certainly, and then the red card happened. I certainly wasn't expecting Switzerland to find a way back into the game. No, I don't think so. I think the goal was a bit fluky. I couldn't help but feel the Jordi Alba deflection, and then it, Spain. They're they're weird, aren't they? You know, they just keep the ball. There doesn't seem to be a huge amount of end product, uh, but they're in a semi final somehow, and 
you know, as bitter as I might be about Switzerland, sometimes credit work credit's due. They held out very well with that. Uh, Definitely. 10 men, especially during extra time. And uh, they just didn't quite have enough to get over the line in the penalties like they did against France. So you know, they can probably look at their tournament and be pretty satisfied with how they performed. Oh, yeah, more. Um, I mean, they've exceeded expectations, haven't they? Definitely. So I think so. Considering they beat France, you know, that's and performing the way they did against France, actually, because it, I thought they, the fact they kept going after France at that spell where they went 3 1 up. I had I, I, no expectations of Switzerland coming back. No, no, I was very disappointed when they did. Um, but <laughs> I know when you look at Switzerland's tournament as a whole, you know, their first game a draw with Wales. Um, they were the better team against Wales, but but obviously couldn't get over the line and get get the win. And then they get battered by Italy. Um, and I thought mm. that there's no chance. So for them, they end up in a quarter final. You know, they'll certainly be pleased. And I think I think the commentators were saying it was like their first quarter final uh, of a major tournament since like 1930 yeah. something. So you know that's 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 not bad going. So unfortunately, we've got to play them in the qualifiers soon. Yeah, I mean maybe is. It- the fact that Italy beat them 3 0 is that an indication of how good Italy are? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose if from a Northern Ireland point of view, in Italy, like I mean, we we were all like expecting Italy to run away with our group, so you know, let them let them go yeah. ahead and do that. Um, you know, but, yeah, um, as well. and then and then on a Spain point of view, uh, you know, Spain the group stages they were very very poor. Um, very hard to watch, you know, as I think it was Andy said, um, poor in both boxes and stuff. But then, of course, mm. he came to live to smash Slovakia, which again, we very much enjoyed. Um, not that we're better at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> then, then, of course, they had that thriller against Croatia, which of all yeah. the matches, I of all the matches, I missed stupidly. You know what? I'll tell you what actually happened with me. I was out while that match was on, but I had it recording. And then it was in our podcast uh, WhatsApp group. And Dave yeah. had sarcastically said in the WhatsApp, Tolia's game would be uh, SH1T. And cool. um, so I took that as literally and said, oh, it must have been a poor match, so not bother. And then flipped and found out later it was, it was the best match ever. <laughs> you know, so one best pleased. But yeah. So yeah, so I was surprised, you know, you know, they'd found the goals and they'd found a bit better attacking mm. football. So I was surprised, especially when Switzerland went down to 10 men. I was surprised that they kind of were boring and blunt as they were. Yeah, I mean, they had some chances. Moreno missed a, a great chance. Wasn't it squared to him? And he scuffed it. So maybe yeah. you know, they had chances and decent ones to put the game to bed. It just didn't just didn't happen. That could yeah. be a problem in the semi-final, especially against Italy, who are probably going to be more... Uh, tight when it comes to defending. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of now of the of the red card and stuff in that game, uh, I certainly do not enjoy sticking up for Switzerland. But my goodness, that was not a red card. Like, no, no, I think it was a silly decision. And and for VAR to be there and then VAR is there, but they seem to just not want to make a referee look like they're wrong. Yeah, so yeah bizarre. But it's it's it continues with the theme this tournament with the red cards that are bizarre. Do you remember um, Harry Wilson's red card against? Yeah. Uh, Denmark. That was yes. ridiculous. 
really, it wasn't. Really yeah, it wasn't a red card at all. I mean, the only yeah. the only thing I can think of for that was he deliberately it was avoiding. You know, the man, he was deliberately going for the man. He had no interest in the ball, and he was just pissed off at the end. Um, and possibly the fact that he's Welsh means that it was a red card. But um, I don't know. It, 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 it certainly, we, if that was your team and that was a red card given against you, you, you would be pretty pissed off. Zora's just a typical cynical yellow card. Move on. I don't think it was anything. Yeah. Other than that. I don't think there was much malice in it either. So have you anything further on that on that Switzerland Spain game, or is that there was not a lot to say really? Is there? I suppose the only the only other thing to say is if if you're going to lose on penalties to Spain, you know it's not your time because they had missed like some like six in a row going into it, or so, yeah. you know. So you know, <laughs> yeah, considering how good Switzerland were against France, well, they get they scored five out of five. Maybe Spain. And the centre back, what do you call him? The centre back that uh, missed the penalty there the other day, Kanji, isn't it? Um, and he he pinged one in the top corner perfectly against yeah. France. Like he was up by score. Yeah, they just I don't know. They lost their nerve. Must have done. So the next game was was my favourite game of the of the quarterfinals, uh, Belgium versus Italy. Um, and yeah. just before we, before we talk about it, we'll go through um, predictions. Andy predicted one all draw. Uh, with Belgium to go through. Dave went for 3-1 to Italy. Uh, Pete went for a 1-all draw, um, and that was with Italy to go through. Lauren went for 2-1 to Belgium, and the only man to get it 100% correct was my good self. Um, and I've predicted 1-2, yeah. Um, not that it should have been 1-2, because Belgium's penalty in that game was also was an absolute joke. It was bizarre, yeah. I mean, Doku, Doku, Doku looks like a player, by the way, doesn't he? He, he looked classy, tore it up. And then uh, yeah. his dribble and shot. If that nestles in the top corner. Oh, wonderful. Goal of the tournament, probably. Yeah. It was a good game. I thought I thought Italy were class in the first half. And they showed why there's so much hype about them. And they sort of, yeah. you know, the... Rayla's finish was excellent, and then the Insigne goal speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Finish, it's superb. And I suppose a typical Italian performance, defended incredibly well. I think saying that Belgium threw Lukaku at a couple of chances, I don't know what yeah. you think. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, on another day, Lukaku could have, could have taken a chance. And also, I mean, there was one that was, I think it was Sperenzola that accidentally blocked one. Basically, yeah. I mean, he, he he was in the right position and all, but I don't think he knew a whole, whole lot about it. No. Um, but but I mean, there's for me, there's no doubt the best team won. I mean, the, the, the and actually the best team in the tournament thus far, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah. like you know, technic technically they've been brilliant. Um, and those two goals just highlighted that. But like the penalty to me again, it just goes to how did the AR look at that and go, yeah, that's a penalty. It's like they just don't want to prove a referee wrong. I mean, to me. Of course, there was a slight bit of contact, but Doku put himself again. It comes to this one where he put himself in a position and initiated the contact. And to me, that's not a penalty. Yeah, I, I wasn't convinced. It was very soft, but like you say, VAR. If there's enough, isn't it? If they think the ref has enough reason to give the penalty, they'll let it yeah, slide. So even if there's, tiny amount of, if there's a tiny amount of contact, they'll give it. Um, I think it's quite a significant game though because everyone was talking about Italy and their run of was it, 30 plus games now unbeaten. They had they played a top team, 
Yeah. And they put the number one team in the world to bed, albeit without Hazard, but even still. Very impressive. And it, you know, they're they're the team to beat, I think, as you say. It, Where do you think Roberto Martinez goes from here? Is that him done, do you think? I don't think I mean, are Belgium gonna give him another shot? I don't think so. No. You know, he's the two quarterfinals, semi-finals of the last two major tournaments with the golden generation, the number one team in the world. Saying the number one team in the world, though, I don't think they're the best. No, they don't. The best team, do they? No, they they're, don't. You know, they've and... the Brom, Hazard and Lukaku. Yeah. They're, and Courtois is good, but then... Their defence is poor, old. Yeah, their defence is old. It's not It's not brilliant. And Midfield, you know, it's okay. I mean, Witzel, mm-hmm. uh, Tielemans is good, I suppose. I mean, there yeah. are reasons why they are number one in the world, but I mean, it's not full of superstars. No, like, no, it's definitely not. Right? They have superstars, but they don't. They don't have the depth that that like a France has, or or now in Italy have, or or actually, I don't like saying it, but an England has. You know, you look at that mm-hmm. England bench, and you look at the Belgian bench. There's, there's no contest. Um, yeah. No, I think I think there's no shame for Martinez and losing Italy because this Italy team are 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 brilliant and and are as you say they're undefeated in 30, 31 or something now, is it, or is it thirty? Uh, whatever and you know I think the shame for them was like losing the wheels in the last one you know and and particularly when they lost the wheels in the last one one they should be beating wheels but now as we just said the defenders are older now they were they're kind of in the prime then you know five years ago we had all the virals and all we're you know we're playing well for Tongan now they're carrying it they're, they're they're relying on the De Bruyne and the Lukaku and the Hazard and actually what do you call them impressed me Hazard uh, Torgan Hazard impressed me quite a lot yeah, um, yeah. but it's, it's funny, like, because uh, do you play football manager at all? Ever? I don't know, don't know. It's funny, but, yeah. yeah, it's funny because I, I played it for years, but a few years ago, I played it, and there was this like 15 year old kid, Doku, that all the teams were buying, like, in a few years, yeah. that like was gonna be. And it's funny, just how it turned out because he, he looks good, like, you can't yeah. see him. You can't see him. Was he Ren? I think it is. He's a, uh, he replaced uh, Rafinha that went to Leeds. I think uh, if if that's okay. Ren, I can't. I'm not sure 100. But um, but I can't see him being there much longer because that run, that run, as you said, and shot like he obviously just got the shot over the bar. But if that went in, that was unbelievable. Yeah, he's caused havoc in the last two games that he's played. Even against yeah. Portugal, really, really exciting. Yeah, that's why they were the commentators before the game. I remember we're talking about how obviously Hazard wasn't fit and. Doku was playing instead of Carrasco and they were all really surprised and I was thinking like Carrasco's had so many chances like and yeah. or or was it Mertens it was one of the two and I was thinking like this kid anytime I've seen him is, has been impressive so it didn't surprise me that he got the chance No I mean, you've got to throw him in I think he was he did more than the other two anyway but the surprising thing with Belgium and especially because Martinez is the manager I'm not too excited by their style of play or how they play football I think Italy, a team who have fewer superstars, play a much more attractive brand of football. Yeah. Much more yeah. appealing to watch. And I just didn't expect that from the, the number one team in the world. I, I don't watch a lot of Belgian football. I came into this tournament thinking they'd tear teams apart. They obviously tore Russia apart a bit, but aside from that, it's a bit dogged most of their games. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah no, it was... Uh... 
a disappointing one for them. And I, I think Martinez will have to move on partly because he's inherited their best best squad ever and done, well, failed with it, essentially. Um, and now he's going to have to rebuild because of that defence. And I don't know if he's the man to do that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think he's he lives on this he lives on this like reputation of winning a cup with Wigan, but he took him down, you know, and he and yeah, he's true. failed everywhere else. So yeah. Um so that's that's Friday's game. So on to yesterday. So we're recording obviously on Sunday morning. Um don't know why we're recording at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. We must be mad, but yeah. <laughs> um so Czech Republic versus Denmark, and Andy went for a 3-0 win for Denmark. Uh, Dave went for a 2-0 win for Denmark Pete went for a 1-0 win for Denmark we really will have some faith in the Czechs like um, Lauren went for a 2-1 uh, win for Denmark so was correct well done Lauren yeah. and I went for a 3-1 win for Denmark so uh, we all obviously got the winner right but Lauren was the only one to predict the correct result um, so I enjoyed this game as well um, yeah. I, I was obviously I was torn in this one because as as a West Ham fan, I just want the Czech boys to do well, our, our yeah. two players. But at the same time, I thought Denmark will give England a better game in the semi-final. So I wanted Denmark to get through, you know. Um, good start to the game. You know, it opened it up with the early goal. Um, I think, uh, and then the second goal was a very good goal, I have to say, for Denmark. Dolberg's a very good player. Um, he's impressed me in this tournament. He does look good. And, but the, the cross for his goal was sublime. Yeah. Yeah, that's out of the boot. Mele has been good. Yeah, actually, I don't actually know who he plays for. It's a lot of players. Is he? Is he Atlanta? I believe him. Or Atlanta? Sorry, not Atlanta. I, I always do that. The yeah. American team in there. Yeah, but uh, I believe he might be. But I could be wrong. Yeah, he's he's looked very good so far in the tournament, and definitely someone to have in a fantasy team. Yeah. Got a lot of assists and goals actually, but that that cross was phenomenal. And I thought game was game was over at that point, to be honest. But the the Czechs fought well, like they did. Um, but they, you know, they played pretty well. They they've impressed me actually. Czech Republic in general, I didn't think they'd be as good, be as have as much of a goal threat. Well, they were one of my many dark horses, as Andy would say. Yeah, <laughs> just just two, like. But anyway, yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. Um, no, the the good thing they've been competitive in every game. Um, so they've no, they've done they've done themselves, you know, good credit. Um, mm. so the, the the interesting thing that I think is like it seems to be in every Euros, like, you know, it, uh, Portugal won the last one and they drew all three of their group games, I think. And mm. like you look at Denmark are now in a semi final. And they lost their first two group games. They lost their talisman and Christian Eriksen. We all know what happened there. And you were thinking, right, there's no chance here what they're go- where they're going to go. But they you know, find themselves in the semi-final. It seems to go that way. Yeah, I mean, the nation probably can't believe it. There must be such a feel-good factor there and a feeling of togetherness, mm. especially after the Eriksen incident. They're just riding the crest of a wave. And I wouldn't be surprised if it continued. Against England, to yeah. Be I suppose the whole world's supporting them now, unless one of your one of your nations is still left in it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. They've they've been very impressive, very well organised, difficult to beat, and they just pepper crosses into the box. Yeah, like. they knock a ball around well too. Like they are, they are yeah. a good team to watch. They do um, good and the half 
good technical players. Actually, uh, Christensen of Chelsea has impressed me in this tournament more than I'd really noticed him playing for Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose sometimes that can be the case when he's, you know, we're better players around you. Chelsea, you don't stand out, whereas here he's kind of one of the senior ones. And, he, he's, you know, he stepped into a midfield role a bit too and, and has impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're, they're, they've good technical players. You know, they've no, other than Ericsson, they don't have that one real superstar household name, you know, um, no. that I can think of anyway. But but to have a good team unit, kind of like a Czech Republic, but to just have that wee bit more in the Czech Republic, you know, they're like, like I said in the previews before the tournament, the Czechs to me have that sort of club feel. And I feel I feel like Denmark are kind of similar in a way. Yeah, seems seems that way and, and more so even now. They've got their young guy, Damsgaard, seems to be their up-and-coming talent, the mm-hmm. talisman of the future. And he he's he's looked very tidy on the ball when I've seen him. The finish against Russell was fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tricky play. Um so on to the final game, which uh not gonna really enjoy talking about, but yeah. Um so Ukraine, Ukraine nil, England four, and cue the absolute overhype um in beating the average Ukraine side. However, you know, they played well, they did well in that, and you have to win who you can only beat who's in front of you, but I wouldn't be getting too carried away until the till they play a uh, potential in Italy or something in the final. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they they looked good, and I'm surprised, sort of surprised with the team selection. You know that Sancho suddenly in out of the cold, and maybe that's because he's now a Premier League player. You see, that's yeah. I, I don't think he played just because he's signed for you, or maybe he's he's playing because he's got his transfer over the line. That's out of the mm. way now. His head might be a bit more clear. Sancho was okay. I thought he, he was all right. Yeah, he could have could have scored the chance he got uh, when Shaw crossed the ball into him. But I think England in general look very solid. Mm-hmm. I think Denmark's biggest problem will be scoring against them. They they're just very well organised defensively, and that sort of back six functions very well as a unit. The protection that Rice and Phillips give has been very impressive. Quite understated in what they do, but they they do it efficiently and very well yeah well, this, is what I, this is what I was going to say to you is that you know Southgate certainly by me anyway he gets a lot of criticism and for being playing so defensively and stuff but you know these two defensive midfielders can't, can't argue with the fact that they've conceded no goals the whole tournament you know hmm. so maybe due, maybe he's due some credit yeah I think so I think uh, I think he's proving a lot of people wrong Especially in especially in England, I've noticed there's a lot of uh, around the group stages. There was a lot of criticism flying Southgate's way amongst just fans questioning the decision why we're why he's playing two defensive midfielders, particularly after the Scotland match. But you know he's got the results now. He battered Ukraine and beaten Germany as well. So yeah, he's proving people wrong. Um, and he now goes back to their home semi final. So. You know, yeah, against well, they're going in as favorites. Definitely, that's, that's the weird thing about England. They seem to be in control of games for once. I know the World Cup they had the run, but even in the first game against Tunisia, you know, Tunisia equalized. Um, they only got through because of a last minute goal. They never really seemed to yeah. control the game like top teams tend to do. And this year, it's starting to feel like that. You can't see them conceding a goal. 
it didn't really look threatened by Ukraine, albeit it's not the strongest Ukraine thing, but right. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of feel like too, like, you know, this has to be their time. They've had they've had all but one of their games at home, you know, they're and and for that matter, you know, their group was favourable, I have to say. You know, they could have been banging that France-Portugal-Germany group or something. Yeah. Um, you know, and then even in the World Cup, what, to get to get a quarterfinal, I think it was against Sweden, wasn't it? And, you know, then here to get a quarterfinal of a Euros against Ukraine. Like, I, mo- most times you're going to end up playing one of the top teams in a quarterfinal, you know, and you end yeah. up you end up in a favourable game against Ukraine. Now, they look good. They really did. Um, and they tore, they tore Ukraine couldn't live with them, you know, they tore them apart, um, as, as you would expect. But, but yeah. you know, they, they usually overhype it, but they have reason to be optimistic now. Hmm, I think so. I mean, they, they will never have a better chance of getting to a final. Going no. against Denmark, who on paper they should beat. But it's football. Although it's interesting, it's interesting that Denmark beat them at, at Wembley last year in the Nations League. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that lightning will strike twice. <laughs> um, but I, I I expect them, I expect them to get to the final. I expect them to beat Denmark. Um, I think they're just too strong all in all. I don't think it'll be a walkover by any stretch, but yeah. um I think they'll get it done. And for me, like I know I, I'm I'm just overly, overly bitter um against them. More more I think for me it's the media. It's you know, they just don't stop picking them up and talking about them and that. It's not. It's not. not it's nothing against England as a country or anything like that at all. But um, yeah, I just it's 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 the media. But I, I think to me it'll be even more enjoyable that they get even more hyped up and beaten in a final. I know. I know. I'm, I'm an <laughs> evil man, but what can I say? I I'd like to see them in the final against Italy. I don't want mm. Spain to be in the final. Spain have been too impressive, but probably the two best teams of the tournament. For different reasons, yeah. have been so impressive in how they've played. England have just been very, very solid and got the job done. And I'd, I'd like to see those two teams come up against each other. I think it would be a fair final. Yeah, it would definitely. Um, and and you look at the tournament. You look at last time, like um, Portugal won it, but they kind of almost scraped their way to a final. But they never won a game in ninety minutes or something. Where these yeah. two teams have consistently been been on the whole tournament, you know. With yeah. England, the exception of that Scotland game, the repair, but again, they still didn't concede a goal and they still weren't beaten. So, you know, I yeah. think that would be a fair final. Um, yeah. although I suppose at the end of the day, whoever wins the semi final deserves to get to the final. So, if I, you know, if it isn't either yeah. of them teams, yeah, so is that your feel, yeah? If you want a feel good story, you'd want Denmark through, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hi, there would, there would definitely. Would your prediction is that your prediction, Dan? Uh, don't give us your score because we'll we'll obviously do that. But are you prediction that it'll be England Italy in the final? I think so. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't see it any other way. Um, to be honest with you, I, the, 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 I think it's more likely, although it's unlikely, that Denmark will beat England to get there than Spain will beat Italy. I just cannot see Spain beating Italy. Some mm. set of set of events would have to take place. Um, yeah. It's, I'm, I must say, we were just talking before we started recording there uh, about, I'm, I say it's not entirely, but Sparanzola, um, it's gotten for him, hasn't it? He's, he's been wonderful this tournament. It's gotten for him to be out for such a long time. Yeah, but he's torn his Achilles tendon. Yeah. yeah. That's, a long, that's a painful one. I thought when he went down and he was 
Steve is noticeably really upset, crying a bit. I thought I just got it, he's out of the tournament, but that <laughs> that's a painful, painful injury. I didn't think it was that bad at the time. But he's yeah. he's been really, really impressive. Um really if I you know, I've I hadn't really heard of him before the Me game. Me neither. You know, he hadn't been tearing up trees in Europe or anything and suddenly come alive in this tournament. There's a really dynamic, effective overlapping left back. And maybe it's the system that suits him. Mancini's noticed that he's someone who can be a real threat and he's set up his team, so he's a proper mm. outlet. And yeah. He might be one of those players that gets a move in the summer and flops wherever he goes yeah. if he comes back from his injury. But this system seems to suit him down to a tee and it's allowed him to thrive. And again, yeah. a great player for fantasy football. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I found I think I think Ferrari's been brilliant too since he's come in. Um, I mean, I, I think he's class. Um, yeah. Not afraid to get the food in, but technically such a good player. To me, yeah. they're to me they're the best the best team still in the tournament. But it just depends whether what what happens on on the day. Did you uh, happen to notice? I think it was a Mobile in the in the game when he was laying down injured and then they scored. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, I mean, that is criminal. It's a he's a crook. What's he? <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I, but it's the fact like he he tries to play off as if he's still injured a bit. You know, he gets up oh. and bubbles a few steps and then gradually pretends, <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Actually, I can run a bit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it really was poor. Like, yeah, I, to me, there should be retrospective action against a player like that. Like, that's shocking. I hate but... seeing it. It really, really annoys me. But then again, you can't. Uh, you can't book people for how they perceive pain, can you? That said, you can't prove. No, I understand. Yeah, that. exactly. That's just, yeah. Cure. Yeah. It's very frustrating to see. Common sense should come into it. But so we've mentioned, we've mentioned Spiranzola, we've mentioned Verratti. Um, who, who has been your, your standout of the tournament? Not there's, As we were saying before, there's not been anyone that's really like sometimes you get somebody to run away with a golden boot or whatever, but it's been difficult. It is difficult. It's no as you say, no one has really stood out. I think the I think Kane is coming to it more and more with England that if he scores in a semi-final final, he mm. might get it. So there's games to play, obviously. I think I think Melia's been impressive for Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the big names are, are gone, knocked out. You know, yeah. Bappe didn't perform. No, nope. uh, De Bruyne's De Bruyne has been injured for a lot mm-hmm. of it. He was my guess for player of the tournament if he was fit, but he didn't really fire them. He was very good against Denmark when he came on, he changed the game. But aside from yeah. that, probably haven't seen the best of him. Uh, gone missing a bit. Uh, again, no one really from Spain, and Denmark seemed just to function very well as a unit. Again, no real standout player. It's quite. I would have gone for Spinazzola as the player so far. Um, or, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's a weird one. I think Chiesa has been very good when he's played. Yeah, but it's been but limited. He hasn't got enough minutes at his legs to be yeah. all about his player of the tournament. 
Locatelli has been good. Again, he hasn't played a whole lot. Berardi has been good. He's now not played the last game. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know I'm just naming the at least goal here, but yeah. uh, I pre- I predicted Kante, and I thought Kante in, at times had a good tournament, but you can't you can't pick a player his team essentially failed, haven't they, massively? Yeah, especially um, three one up. And... Sterling Sterling's had a good tournament and a better tournament than I expected. Um, yeah, he was. He's still amongst fans here. He was getting a lot of criticism, I'm sure, in the media as well for how he performed. Mm-hmm. But again, he's probably, if England go far, probably a player all to get it. Yeah, Luke Shaw's had a good tournament. I know you as a Liverpool fan won't like saying that, but um, he's yes. had a good tournament. Yeah, grown into it again. I, yeah, England players seem to have, well, I think, grown into it over time. Even the two defensive midfielders. Ryan Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been, they're not going to be given player of the tournament, but they've, they've been excellent. Yeah, they've been certainly effective in their roles. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And, you know, considering, uh, not Rice, considering Phillips was a championship player this time last year, you know. Yeah. So it's it's some step up for him, but he's, he's certainly not looked out of place. Um, yeah, so I think that is there anything else you want to say in the Euros, or does that conclude your sort of Euros chat? I just wanted to ask you a couple of things. Uh, Re-Northern Ireland and transfers just before we wrap it up? Uh, no, nothing else to say. That's, that's about it, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to do, I think we're going to do oh, either yeah. a podcast, I think Andy's okay. going to do a podcast either just before or just after the final. Um, but I think we're both, we're both in agreement that we will not say the results, but we think it's going to be an Italy England final, which is not the, not the bravest prediction, but yeah. It's, no. <laughs> you see, a blind man could see that, couldn't Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So on on Northern Ireland, um, on the, there's been a there's been a bit bit happening transfer wise thus far. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Lafferty's made an, another interesting move to Farmagusta from Kilmarnock. I mean, the transfers don't get bigger than that, do they? It's just a bit of a shame, isn't it? Getting yeah. games at Kilmarnock, and you think maybe his international career could get up and running again. With a bit of fitness, and... seemed a no brainer to just get another Scottish Premier League club, and which you'd think there would be, but maybe maybe there's money out there that, that yeah, there maybe, in Scotland. maybe there's money, maybe there weren't any suitors. Who knows? Um, would surprise you though if there weren't any suitors after 13 goals and 13 games for Kilmarnock, like you'd think would... somebody, yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be very surprising. And Stuart Dallas has signed a new three year deal with Leeds, which is good, very good, yeah, I mean. Not surprising. He was a no, no cleaned up at their awards. They're gonna hang on to him and hopefully if, yeah. hopefully uh Leeds continue their their uh, good, good form. So yeah, can... yeah. But that's a good that's a good move for him. And then lastly, the couple a couple of other transfers, one one being a loan move. Um I don't know, did it, did we ever did anyone ever talk about uh on the podcast with Shane Lavery going to Blackpool? I think that's I don't think I don't believe so anyway, but I think that's a very brilliant move for him. Especially without yeah. just being promoted. Um, sort of when a player leaves the Irish League, you generally expect them to maybe go into League One, mm. League Two, but probably, but you know, for them to get into a club that's just got promoted and a, de- a decent club now. And finally, they've got rid of those horrific owners. So they're, they're you know, they're being run correctly now. Yeah. Um, so it's a good move for Shane. And to be honest with you, haven't seen him both in the limited international roles, but also um, under 21s against Spain, under 21s, other games. And um, 
I know when he was on loan, I think it was at Falkirk, it didn't work out for him. But, you know, at, at Linfield in terms of in the league, but also in, in, in the European games, yeah, I, I don't think he'd be out of place in the championship. He'll not start every game, I don't think. But, you know, I th- don't think he let himself down. Fingers crossed. I mean, if we could get a, a striker who's scoring goals in the championship, I mean, it's just yeah. it's another step up from League One. Definitely. Were, that's the player pool we're take, taking players from at the minute. I mean, I hope he goes well. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah that's it. I'll be keeping an eye on Blackpool. Yeah. And the other two, the other two transfers which just happened in the last couple of days were Ballard joining Millwall on loan. Um, mm. Again, you know, I don't know. I, I liked Ballard and I signed for Millwall as a West Ham fan. I'm not sure what he's trying to do. Um, <laughs> but it's good. It's good experience for him. Um, and we yeah. seem to have a sort of uh, last few years, we've had quite a few Millwall players. When you think of Shane Ferguson, you think of Connor McLaughlin, um, think, you know, and, and now, now him and obviously uh, Savile was there. And that's the other one. Savile is now re-signed yeah. there, which surprised me a little bit because I thought he was doing all right at uh, Middlesbrough, but I could be wrong. I wasn't a Savile fan before, and now he's re-signed for Millwall, so he don't, don't even ask me how, how I feel about him. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, as long as he gets regular game time, I don't think yeah. he's playing consistently at Borough. Um, I'm not sure what Millwall's prospects are of uh, promotion charge are. I see the signed uh, Banagophobia as well, which is a good striker that league. You know, really? so, yeah, on loan, like, but, um, so, yeah. I think... Uh, you know, if those aren't bad signings, all Ballard will be a good player for them. And again, he's now playing, he's playing, you know, at a league higher than he was the season before. So that's great for us. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope, I hope they go down, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't stay on a Blackpool, but I don't know the circumstances behind it. Mm-hmm. As long as he's getting regular games. Same, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that sort of wraps it up. Um, so as as I said, alluded to earlier, um, Andy will be back hosting the hosting the next podcast Euros one, which will be I, I'm not sure. We haven't totally finalised whether it'll be just before the final or just after. Um, but we will definitely be doing one more Euros one before we uh finish this sort of series. Um, and yeah, so look out for that in the in the coming days. So cheers, Pete, for coming on. No worries, Ben. Thank you for hosting. <laughs>